Welcome back to the 7B Podcast. By now, I think you've figured out that you're hearing the voice of the sports editor here at the Bonner County Daily Bee, me, Dylan Green. On today's episode, I'm going to take a look back at the season that was for the Sandpoint Girls basketball team. Their season just came to a close this Saturday with a 45-32 loss to Burley in the third place game at the 4A Sturt Tournament. But that one result doesn't tell the whole story of how the Bulldogs season progressed. So I'm going to reflect on that journey that Sandpoint took to get back to the state tournament for the seventh time in the last eight years and insert sound bites from a player on the team and from head coach Will Love that I got over the past week through interviews. Most of the sound bites will come towards the middle and end of the podcast because, well, I have to set the stage for what occurred most recently. Coming into this season, Sandpoint and every other team across the state had to deal with growing pains after having such a limited offseason due to the pandemic. But thankfully, the Bulldogs had their three senior captains, Bella Phillips, Hattie Larson, and Kaylee Banks, to lean on to overcome those challenges. Although, Hattie was able to play in the team's first two games of the season because she was in quarantine. This opened the door for sophomore Carly Banks to make her first career varsity start in the season opener against Pulse Falls. At the time, Love talked about how Larson being forced out of the lineup would help the Bulldogs down the road, and that certainly became the case when on December 4th at Lewiston, starters Kelsey Cessna went down with a season-ending injury. Carly became a permanent starter for the Bulldogs the rest of the way, and it was apparent she wasn't scared at the moment as she had several big games for Sandpoint. Role players like Destiny Lyons, Sophia Platy, and Riley Sesta also stepped in to expand their roles and shined. Just before the Bulldogs' final game prior to Christmas break, the team learned someone within the program had tested positive for the coronavirus. This forced the team into a 10-day quarantine and kept the team away from the court and each other for a significant period of time. Fortunately, the quarantine only canceled one of Sandpoint's games, and the team looked rather unfazed by the break once they returned to action. As the season progressed, it became clear that Kaylee Banks would be the player the Bulldogs would look to when they needed a key play or bucket in crunch time. She had multiple 20-point games and showed a unique ability to hit a three-pointer that would silence a road crowd. After falling to Lakeland on January 28th at Les Rogers Court and finishing with the exact same league record as their bitter rival, the Bulldogs had to accept that they would have to win at least one game at Hawk Court to advance the state and claim the regional title. It was a situation the players on the team were unfamiliar with because last year, SHS went undefeated in league play and earned the right to host the regional championship series. After dismantling Moscow in the loser-out game, Sandpoint headed to Lakeland for Game 1 and emerged victorious in one of the craziest endings anyone has ever seen. With .7 seconds left, Daly Driggs was fouled by Lakeland's Katie Ryan on a desperation three-pointer, and she knocked down two of three free throws to give Sandpoint a 44-43 win. The victory allowed the Bulldogs to host Game 2 of the series at Les Rogers Court with a chance to close the deal and celebrate a return trip to state on their home court for the second straight year. But the Hawks had different plans and took Game 2 40-38 after Carly Banks just missed a game-tying shot in the final seconds. Lakeland stole back home court from the winner-take-all Game 3, but the Bulldogs show just how resilient they are by outscoring the Hawks 15-3 in the fourth quarter to claim the league title. After one of the teams I cover secures the pot state, I immediately start thinking about what players I want to talk to you for a state preview. This year, it was pretty easy, with Bella, Hattie, and Kaylee being the obvious choices. 
I sat down with him two days before they departed for state and asked him all what a successful trip to state would look like for them. Bella's answer struck me and showed me the true character of the team. Here's what she said in our interview. As long as we go out and we play our best, like give it our all, like, I feel like for me personally, that'd be successful. Like win or lose, as long as we're playing hard and together, mm-hmm. I, I count that as a win. I also sat down with head coach Will Love prior to the team's departure for state and asked about the challenges his team has overcome to earn a birth to state. I, I just have so much respect for this group. Yeah. Um, they have they have worked really, really hard. Um, they've been taking coaching. Um, we've been doing some other stuff as far as, you know, book studies and stuff like that. And they've they've um, they participated in that. And, and so it's been fun um, to see them get to compete uh, yeah. when, you know, there's millions of kids in the United States that aren't having that that opportunity um, right now and and you know it's been great to see them um, grow as uh, individuals and and players and uh, overcome overcome things. The team left last Wednesday for state and of course the Bulldogs faced their fair share of adversity on the way down. While traveling through two other states the team went through four different buses before they settled into their hotel. Due to the time it took to reach their destination, the team was unable to practice before their opening game at State. But that didn't stop the Bulldogs from mulling to a 44-36 win over Columbia and advancing to the state semifinals for the second straight year. The Bulldogs entered the semis this past Friday night with plenty of confidence and hopes of advancing to the state championship game for the first time since 1996. But an extremely talented and lengthy century team stood in their way, and the Bulldogs gave it their best shot. It just wasn't enough to overcome the Diamondbacks. With the defeat, Sandpoint had to turn around and play in the third place game against Burley about 17 hours later. The team fell short, but they made a run early in the fourth quarter to make things interesting against the Bobcats. After the game, on a phone call with Will Love, he told me how that effort in the fourth quarter was something he saw from his team all season. It's a testament to these, these kids, this group. Um, really proud of them because they, they never gave up. Um, you know, uh, even even in other games where, you know, they were kind of uh, blowouts um, this season, the, the kids, you know, consistently worked hard. And I think um, on that end, uh, you know, Coach told me once that, you know, one of the best compliments you can give a coach is that they're, you know, uh, win or lose, their their team uh, played hard, and and you know, and I think um, I think you know, I would compliment this team on that they they just they always they always played hard. Prior to the third place game against Burley, Sandpoint learned they had been awarded the 4A State Tournament Sportsmanship Award. Love said it was an honor that speaks to the quality of the kids he had on the team this season. You know, it just means that uh, people respect uh, your program. And, uh, you know, that's voted on by the people there at Mountain View. And, uh, you know, it's a real it's a real honor to get that. Um, one of the things that we talked about is um, at the beginning of the year is that we wanted to we wanted to play like champions and we wanted to act like champions. And, uh, you know, this 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 group, uh, they they. They did that, and uh, that's a 
that trophy was a testament to, you know, what, what good kids they are. Um, and, um, you know, the way they handled themselves, um, in, in down here. And, um, you know, I just, um, really proud that, uh, we got recognized, uh, for something like that. The state journey didn't end the way the Bulldogs wanted. The team had aspirations of bringing home a trophy to Sandpoint all season, but the team got to play on the last day of the basketball season, and only a handful of teams around the state can say that. This past Saturday was the last game in, the, in a Bulldog uniform for Kaylee, Bella, Hattie, and the two other seniors, Lily Gammon and Riley Cessna. It was a tough ending for the seniors, but Love said their impact on the program will be felt for years to come. You know, I, I'm going to miss the seniors a lot, um, all, all five of them. And then we also had our two uh, seniors uh, managers. And, uh, um, you know, they they uh, they gave a lot to this program. And I really, really appreciate uh, all, the, all the hard work um, that they put in all the time, the dedication. Sandpoint will lose those five impactful seniors, but the rest of the team will be back next year, and the experience they gained over the past few months will pay dividends down the road, according to Love. I'm very optimistic about uh, about uh, what will look like next year, and then uh, you know, well in, into the future. Um, you know, I give a lot of credit, as we've talked about before, with um, with the hard work that's gone in over the last, uh, let's say decade, um, to get the program to where it's at, where, you know, we're, we're, you know, um, almost every year getting to state. Um, and, uh, you know, um, now I think we're the one of two teams that, um, have made it to the final four or four, a semifinals the last, uh, the last two years. So, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, fortunately we've been able to get, um, we'll have, uh, quite a few kids coming back next year that have, um, some experience. Uh, they've learned a lot, um, this year from, you know, what you got to do to prepare, um, how you got to lead, uh, from our, from our senior class. And, and so, um, as I said, that, uh, the, the future is really bright. That's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe to our podcast so you can be one of the first to hear next week's episode from Managing Editor Carolyn Lobsinger.